Hey, we're back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thirst for the Worst. This is a podcast where we pick apart a piece of pop culture on a tour of garbage. Yes, Apt. I, I'm, I'm your co-host, Nick Melander. And I am 50% of your co-host, Colin Bramer. I'm not half a person, but I'm half of the hosts of this podcast. Yeah. What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. We haven't done this for a while. I think it's been over a month since we recorded. Yeah, I know. It's my fault. I've had a busy month, so yeah. we're, we're good now. We're, but I, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Uh, we're coming back from uh, Hubie Halloween to another kind of thriller. Yeah. You know, I think what we were we were thirsting for classic badness, kind of like cult classic badness. Um, and I think Nicolas Cage is kind of the the godfather of the like so bad it's good acting and genre in general. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just like so notorious for his crazy decisions he makes in acting and the way he delivers lines and stuff. So we definitely want this is kind of the obligatory Nicolas Cage episode of a bad movie podcast. And we landed on The Wicker Man. I think there's we 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 had like three or four movies in the running that we kept going back and forth on. Yeah. Um I think The Wicker Man was a good example. I kind of wish we would have done maybe we will down the road con air yeah yeah it's more know, of a like a michael bay style action there's so movie, many God, but, there's so many because i was gonna say face off and yeah, those, oh. those two weren't even the ones we were discussing we had uh stolen which was the <laughs> taken ripoff where his daughter gets kidnapped uh what, season what? of the witch season of the witch which is like unheard of like nobody would even know what that movie is no, and that's it's like what makes medieval... it so bad right and then um gone in 60 seconds no yeah there's so many <laughs> <laughs> uh but wicker man it was like when 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 you when in a compilation of nick cage movies wicker man is kind of always on the top yeah of, for what's bad so this is a remake of uh, 1973, if I I might be wrong on the yeah, year. Yeah, but I think thr- that's right. Like a thriller from that. Um, and just to let's set up the movie a little bit. So Nick Cage, uh, well, the, the cold open of the movie is, <laughs> is so weird. He's, <laughs> he's a motorcycle cop in California, and he stops – uh, the, uh, there's a car. A mother and daughter are driving, and the and the girl throws the doll out the window, and he picks it up, pulls them over, and says like, "Here's your doll, ma'am." And then they just get annihilated by a semi. Yeah. Decimated, <laughs> and then and he's trying to save the little girl, and it, it it explodes into a fiery inferno. But you got to mention that the girl is like really odd, like she doesn't yeah. seem to notice or care that the car is like on fire. And he's trying to rescue her, and she's like she's, supernatural or something. Yeah, because then, yeah, because she's she's he's like, you know, get a, stay down. I'm coming. I'm saving you. And she doesn't look scared at all. That it's engulfed in flames. Also, they just got hit by a, a semi going like 80 miles per hour. I don't know how there'd be anything left anyway. Yeah, and and don't forget about the the migraine inducing cutscenes, like um, the, the scenes that we we talked about in the house at the end of the street. Remember yep. those scenes at the, the cold uh-huh, open of like that where it's shaky. like shaky saw style footage where it's like, well, that's one of the I don't even know that, what you call okay, it. They, yeah, they, they show this scene and that's the, and then it's like that's the cold open of the movie. And then the title card comes up and then for the rest of the movie, they keep flashing back to this scene. Like even like yeah. five minutes into the movie that you they flash back to what happened five minutes earlier. And there's always something a little different about it. Yeah. Well, the, the idea here is he has some sort of like PTSD from seeing this accident that that right. put, uh, put, supposedly killed this mother and daughter, uh, even though right away they say the bodies weren't found. And is it too early to say that they never really make sense of this scene? No, they never try to explain. This movie's like um like the show Lost where they'll just introduce uh like a question like what could this oh. what could be the pot possibly could be happening here. Like they're writing it on the fly or yeah, something. Yeah, and then they never yeah. revisit that or the, they never try to pay it off. It's like question after question after question. <laughs> so, anyway, he has some sort of like PTSD. They say the bodies of that were never found and then he gets a letter from like an ex his ex fiance. Right, and I love, I love how his cop friend's like. So what is this like? An old girlfriend? He's like, no, 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 no. Uh, we were, she, we were engaged. Like, that's what an old girl. <laughs> he could just say yes. <laughs> yeah, he acts like, don't be ridiculous. We didn't date. We were engaged. <laughs> so she, but she asked for his help coming to like her daughter is missing, and he's and she and he's she's asking him to come to this remote island to come help. I guess. 
Yeah. You know, I, it's so crazy because in the beginning, they even say, like, are you going to go for detective? He's like, no. Mm-hmm. So then, but then he goes to the island and he just acts like a detective the whole movie. Yeah. I was going to ask you, did he like kind of, did he take time off from his normal <laughs> job to do this or yeah. was he actually on duty? No way, dude. Because yeah, no, there's no this, way, right? It's like goes, out of jurisdiction. He's he in like Washington this state. Island. He has no jurisdiction. He's, <laughs> he's so laughably powerless in the eyes of the law for this whole yeah. movie. Like he's like, he basically gets there and starts interrogating everybody. He's not a detective. He hasn't. He's a motorcycle cop. He hasn't been assigned to this case that's two states away from him. Yeah, this this movie is like a feminist's wet dream, by the way, because he is like the perfect example of like toxic masculinity. Yeah, this. he's like storming around, like he's like get the fuck out of the way. I'm, right. I have real official business he, here, and he's like in his suit. And he's he, like pushing people down and like he acts pulling like out being his badge. A, being this movie acts like being a cop gives you carte blanche access to like solve any crime on earth <laughs> yeah. if you choose to do so. And he's flashing, even when he's flashing his badge to everybody throughout the movie, it says like freeway patrol on it. Right. It's, <laughs> this island he goes to, it's it's basically like 95% women. Yeah, it's like, and, uh, it's clearly like they've they've tried to like erase the patriarchy. Except right. it's presented as like a commune. That's like, you know, like maybe uh, yeah. Amish, but like they're living in like medieval times, not yeah, even yeah. like Amish people because there's a straight up tavern where they're <laughs> drinking mead out of like tankards. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no phones. Oh, that's what that's one thing I love too is he in the beginning of the movie he's like um he's telling another cop about this that he's going to go do this and he's like uh I tried to call I, I I tried calling but there's no there's no service. So what were you calling? They wouldn't have a phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and that kind of begins the the crazy dialogue in this movie. Um which we'll get to. But so he gets to this island in the in a really dumb way too. He has to take a boat, <laughs> like to a plane, <laughs> and then take a plane to an island. Yeah, that that made me laugh because it it almost seems like he uh, got on the boat not really knowing where the boat was gonna take him. <laughs> yeah. It like took him so far, and then from there he had to like convince some pilot right to take him to the yeah. island the rest of the way and i'm like well what was your plan right. originally what you were, were just gonna what? like f- hope that you found someone else that was heading there a rowboat like <laughs> the pilot too is like you know i'm not taking you there because it's a privately owned island and we respect them and he's just like how about 50 bucks the pilot's like oh sure okay. yeah <laughs> he so quickly decides he's gonna like break uh the this the anonymity of this island and they would obviously know it's him he's like the only person that goes to that yeah, island like on a regular basis yeah and he drops he drops nick cage off like in the middle of fucking nowhere on the island he has <laughs> yeah. to like get out into the water to get to shore and he wears that stupid fucking suit the whole time <laughs> it's like 90 degrees yeah. and he's running around in like the woods and, and stuff he keeps in the water diving and... into water at different points of the movie for like the three or four days he's on this island it would just be a soaking wet suit he'd be wearing and the suit's like too big. It looks like a Donald Trump suit where it's like it, it hangs down a little right. too low and his uh-huh. shoulders are all rolled forward. Yeah, he just looks love, like such an oaf. I just love the idea that each morning he's just putting on this dirty suit, <laughs> retying the tie. Yeah, he's like, not like oh, getting it dry clean. Another day of investigating. <laughs> I don't think he ever takes it off. He like no, he brings like a he doesn't even bring a suitcase to the island. It's like a briefcase. Yeah. And what's his plan? How is he going to get off the island? Yeah, I, I thought about that, too. I'm like, uh, he's just going to try to bribe another pilot heading yeah. another direction. So, yeah, he shows up. And again, he's like the, one of the first things he does is he goes like slams his a tanker down in the in the taverns like, all right, I'm going to be investigating all of you one on one. This is police business. Uh, Nobody. Like, he doesn't do it right away. The first like five minutes, he's like somewhat pleasant he's like hey I, i'm looking for oh, this true. girl willow and she sent me this letter and he's like kind of being calm about it and then he gets a beer and he takes like one sip and that's when he slams it down he's like listen up everybody official police business and they're all just like jesus dude settle down that's what i was getting at with the like toxic masculinity thing yeah it's no, like a, an it. island full of women and they're all like very humble and and like empowered and then this guy comes in with his like shitty suit and his gun and his badge and he's like i'm the man i'm taking charge yeah here. <laughs> i guess i never even looked at it through that reading i mean the this basically what he does he comes to the island and then the rest of the movie 
up until like the third act is just him wandering around the island interrogating everybody. Yeah, it's it's copying and pasting the previous scene yes. and dialogue. It's just him I feel like a play where they just roll in a new set behind him. <laughs> like we're watching it live. They just roll in a new set and then they're like, go. And then they just have him go like, have you seen this girl? And then hold out a photo. Like, and no. then he walks to the next place and they like roll in a new set. And they're like, have you seen this girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, 50 minutes in. What, well, what's going to happen? Yeah, and like, again, he, what's his plan? Like, he's just, like I said, wandering around this island. It just cuts to him riding a bike at one point. <laughs> yeah, he looks so stupid. It's like a beach cruiser and he's in his fucking tuxedo or whatever, riding through like the woods over like stumps and shit. Whatever, he's riding that bike I left so hard. Where did he get it from? I don't know. And they like bring it back to him at one point. He loses oh, it. He lo- <laughs> at one point, he. He points a gun at somebody and robs them of that bike. Like yeah. later in the movie, he's like, get yeah. away from the bike and pull with a gun. Get off the bike. Get off the bike. Step away from the bike. Oh, my God. He, so, yeah, it's so tough to try to describe the dialogue. Because that's probably one of the worst parts of the movie. Yeah, for sure. If not the worst. It's like... I don't know, like NPC video game characters in the background or like what I would imagine the Sims would be talking about. Like there's that one scene. He just busts into a schoolhouse where they're teaching these little girls and he's just standing there for a second. And then the teacher just says, hey, how dare you come in here and frighten my children? How dare you stand there and frighten my children? Sorry, I'm Edward Malis from California. I'm a policeman. See my badge? You're right. It's like playing standing. a video game. He's just you... standing there, and none of the kids look affected by it at all. They're not scared. And then he pulls out the photo once again and is like, have any of you seen this girl? And then they all just pause for a second, and they go like, no, I have not seen this girl. Yeah, right. It's just like, what is this? Why, yeah. Was this written by like a fifth grader? It's it's like, a, <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know. It's the epitome of what you would imagine a Google Translate conversation to be like it's just filtered through that because what that god i laughed so hard at that scene too because he he just steals he just busts in and steals the attendance record and finds the name of the missing girl rowan and then he just looks up at all the children and goes you little liars yeah he's like aha i caught you you were lying the whole time it's just so dumbed down he's just like you liars to these like 10 year olds with such malice in his voice you little liars and you're the biggest liar of them all. I am warning you. You tell me another and I'll arrest you myself. That is a promise, Miss... Rose. Sister Rose. Of course. Another plant. Rose. I almost felt, like, disrespected as an audience member that they thought that that was my level of, like, of, of processing power. Was that... What do you mean? Was that they, they needed to dumb it down oh, right. to that point for me to understand yeah. it where they're like have you seen this girl? And they're like, no. And then he like grabs the attendance book and he looks and her name is like written there and then crossed out. And and then he's like, aha, she does exist. You're all lying. And they're like, the thing is like, you're right. You caught us. This town is so bad at hiding its clues. Just take a page out. Don't have the book. And, and, uh, um, I, then he kind of wanders into, he talks to that. They call themselves sisters. Mm-hmm. And there's one breaking wood, and the, that was my favorite conversation. And I have it written <laughs> word for word because this is exactly the dialogue. He says, can you tell me what's happening the day of tomorrow? It, she's like, you mean the day after tomorrow? He's like, yeah. She's like, it's May 2nd. Nothing's happening. He's like, no, I meant tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was so confused <laughs> by that. I, I, and then he, So, yeah. So, I, no, I meant tomorrow. Oh, uh, I just told you. And he's like, you did? And then he leaves. like this is like i if you were in a video game world and you just kind of walked up and let the 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 background characters like converse with each other that's what these conversations would be right it's ridiculous (laughs) there was another part that made me laugh right after he barges into the schoolhouse and demands to um see the attendance records Mm -hmm. he literally leaves the schoolhouse and he walks like 200 feet away and he runs into a lady <laughs> who is yeah. the same actress that just played the teacher that he had the interaction with. And he goes, hey, have you seen this girl? And she's like, no. And he's like, wait, didn't I just talk with you? And she's like, 
no, never seen you before in my life. And, and he like, just okay. like scratches his head and walks away. <laughs> well, he, they, and I, there's like twins all over this island. Okay, I was going to ask you, is that what that means? I think so. You see twins all over the place. Like, half the school children are twins. Because I don't know why there's so many twins. But also, he doesn't seem to understand the concept of twins. <laughs> I, I guess so. I just thought it was funny because I thought they were setting it up for, like, some suture, supernatural element. And, you know, that, like, she it wasn't yeah. the same lady. Like, they're all, like, copies. Like, some kind of clones. Oh, it just said it yeah, never it never really answered. That. I guess no. we just assume that she's a twin. You just have to assume she's a twin because that you never see that again. Okay. But there are other twins in the movie everywhere. So that's yeah. what, I'm just making an assumption here. That's true. They all kind of look like the same person, which makes it even more hilarious that he's walking around with like a, a grainy photo that was taken 20 feet away of a little girl that looks identical to every little girl on the island. And he's just like, have you seen this girl? Yeah. And they're just instantly like, no. And I'm like, well, they all look like that. How can he even tell the difference? <laughs> They're all blonde with pigtails. Well, and he, it's so frustrating to watch because he's never asking the questions that are so obvious that he should be asking. And like you said, have you seen this girl? And they'll pause and look really suspicious and then say no. And then he's just like, okay. Like, there's, he's never following up or never like. <laughs> it's also like really bad cop work because you think that after a while you would try a different angle instead of just like holding up the picture and being like have you seen this girl and when they say no you just like start yelling and like threaten them with violence yeah like it's he did insanity. the whole movie you and think at some point like i was i don't know if i would have written this movie i think i would have taken it in a direction where he had to get like clever to use like their own system against them somehow well, rather than to just like stomp around and... that's the thing is he never solves anything he right. just he just keeps questioning people and then just yelling at them until like they kind of reveal like even god it's he keeps meeting with his ex-fiance and she's so annoying every sentence she starts just like trails off she's like they're gonna yeah she looks like she's I in like to. a dream world yeah well and then she reveals it that it's his daughter mm-hmm that whatever. which i kind of saw coming yeah like it's yeah. pretty yeah I don't, I don't think anybody at that point would be like oh oh my god but so, i think they wanted you to think that <laughs> yeah that's probably true but like it's supposed like, uh, to be a shocker and everyone was like yeah i, I kind of saw it. well she's always like oh quick we have to meet there's no time so it's, that's like they meet for like 90 seconds each time they meet why if i were her, just like go out in the woods it seems to be a pretty big island and then just be like all right this is our kid, and this is what I think's happening, and this is we do these harvest festivals. I think they're gonna kill her. It she reveals it all in like two word sentences throughout the movie at different points. <laughs> I, I keep laughing at at your comparison to a video game. It does really feel like that. Like even his fiance, who's like, "Quick, I have something to tell you." Then she like runs off and he yeah. has to follow her. She right. whispers some like cryptic shit to him. She gives him the quest that yeah he, he needs. It's like it's like I felt like I was watching someone play Skyrim. And doing a really horrible job at it. Well, also remember, um, <laughs> there's another really weird thing where they he sees this in the beginning of the movie. He buys like a self help tape. Yeah, like you're great or everything's great. Or everything's something. okay. Everything's okay. And then they they steal those from him. He's like, did someone go through my suitcase? My tapes are gone. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, the tape was called Everything's Okay. And she's like, okay, sounds good. You know, she says, good. Or oh, something yeah. like that. Like, But then they never reference it again. They never so return to that. Why was that significant? I, it's so... It goes nowhere. And why would the why would the inhabitants of that island steal those? From yeah, they don't have electricity. No. What did they think that if he kept those tapes, he would that, solve the crime? Yeah, he would solve it with no way to watch them. We gotta take away his confidence because he's listening to. Because I think it's supposed to be like he's having that PTSD from that accident. Yeah. And these are, and that's a. I mean, because of that accident, you get these crazy amounts of hallucinations through the whole movie. Like. All, so he's wandering around, scene to scene, interrogating, and during this, there's just hallucinations, flashbacks to that first scene, but, but like he's hallucinating different parts of it. And there's hallucinations within hallucinations. Mm. It's it's exhausting to try to, because then you don't believe anything you're seeing. And I guess that's probably the intention of this, that they're trying to set up. But it may, it like, it, he'll find like a red sweater, and then he'll wake up, and then he'll find a red sweater later, but then that time it's real. <laughs> Nothing yeah. means anything. Yeah. They took a... Yeah. So, uh, 
I mean, let's just get to the twist of the movie, the okay. third act, because it's then revealed that um, he's been lured to the island purposefully to be to be burned as the wicker man. And mm-hmm. that's their like sacrifice that this island's going to make to have like good crops. Yeah. We find out that they're, uh, they harvest honey and yeah, it's they're like the big export of the island. Yeah. And at one point it's explained to him that over the like 150 years that that island has existed with people on it, it, mm-hmm. uh, they've only had like one poor harvest and it was like the previous year. So they brought him in to sacrifice him. And this whole time, he started to somewhat solve. Oh, he he got came to the conclusion that they were going to sacrifice his daughter for yeah, this for like a good harvest. Yeah, and then he finds out he's the one that's going to be sacrificed. Well, and it's like for there's for half the movie, he thinks she's dead. He digs up a grave, and then <laughs> yeah, then they're like she's alive, but she's going to be harvested. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and like everyone's in on it. Like his his ex fiance's in on it. She was like. In on it to the point where she grew up on the island, and then they they literally sent her away from the that's, island to meet a guy to have a child with him, the, and then like it's the stupidest plan in existence. A decade later, when she's like forty years old, has to contact him, lure him back to the island, and he has to come by like by his own free will, and then so they well, they they explain so, it. So they're like, okay, so this this is what this island does, right? They guess I guess they told the girl, all right, go to the island, go live a normal life, have be normal, and then find a guy, fall in love, have a kid, come back, <laughs> wait ten years, and then and then mail him a letter telling him to come here. But then they say the the sacrifice has to be somebody who came on their own free will. Is that what they say? I don't remember. And then that. also they have to be connected to somebody in the island somehow. Like it can't just be like a random person oh, that like they kidnap. Like a okay, which made me laugh because then they just killed the pilot. <laughs> yeah, like he just didn't. At point, yeah, they just killed him and like threw him in the water. Well, they, at one point you just see like the wing of the plane sticking up out of the water. Yeah, they had sunk the they plane sunk somehow. Plane. <laughs> That's like their only way to get supplies too. They kind of like just shot themselves in the it's foot a, there. Just think about how fucking stupid this plan is. He's a cop, and he told all his cop friends that he's going to this island to investigate a missing daughter. <laughs> yeah, like they're not going to go. Fucked. Hey, well, this cop never came well, back. Here's the craziest fucking part. More people are, t- they're all wearing like masks and shit for this har- harvest festival, and people are taking off their masks. And the little girl, the mother daughter from the accident from the beginning of the movie are there. Yeah. So they survived that accident. They're part of this. So what the fuck were they like? All right, we're gonna go follow this cop. Then the girl's gonna throw a doll out, and then we're gonna get hit by a semi. How did they plan that? I don't know. And, and they, they just survive? vanished. Yeah. It, it, like it. And also, his coworker cop is in on it. She pulled off her mask. Did you see that? No, I didn't even catch that. She was there. So like, they sent her out in the world too to like go through the police Become academy, a have a, jo- a a job for like years, befriend him. She must have been doing like boring police work for so long of this. And to what end? She has no part in bringing him to the island. <laughs> and and what's hilarious to me about it too is like they didn't know that their harvest was was going to fail the year before. So like they they just did all this thinking that one day they might need to sacrifice somebody if their harvest so, doesn't go wait, well. Wait, whoa, whoa. So you're telling me they don't do this like every year? Well, no, I think the the lady Yeah, I know they're who, talking about how they had a bad harvest or something. Yeah, but I think that she said that they I don't know. So they don't I, kill this people. is the problem with the movie. I I don't Well, in the third Okay, the third act is where like, if you want to watch a movie where Nicolas Cage literally fights women, it's this is for you. Because the third act, he just starts going crazy. He, he He's so manic. And then his now his plan is just to... <laughs> now his plan is to just run around the whole island and just break into every house, flip over everything until he finds the girl. Here's here's my impression of the third act. <laughs> Where's my daughter? Give me my daughter. He just starts, <laughs> he just starts <laughs> punching women in the face, like as hard as he can. He gets into a full fledged like karate fight with one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, take those masks off. Hey! 
Come here. And then uh, I laughed really hard. He, he gets like a bear suit. <laughs> well, he's, yeah, he's trying to, I guess, blend in with the crowd. The festival. He, find, he finds this bear suit and he looks so stupid in these wide shots of like this parade going on where all these women are walking with like bird masks on and right. stuff. And they're supposed to be like kind of elegant. And he comes running out in this big bear skin suit. And then he just like runs up and like punches this lady in the yeah, face the and then suit. takes his daughter and starts running away. Oh. And he's running like three miles an hour, and they like can't, they're like clumsily falling, trying to catch him and stuff. I'm like, what then the fuck? He somehow gets away, takes off the bear costume, but he doesn't take off the shoes of the bear costume. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Why? So he's still like tripping over these big clumsy bear oh, shoes God. while he's trying to get away. Oh, oh God. And. Another thing I love is like everyone's dressed everyone's dressed up in these animal costumes. And then Ellen Burstyn, I think is how you say her name. She's like the leader of the island. Okay. She just is face painted like Braveheart. Yeah. I said earlier it looked like she was going to a Buffalo Bills game. <laughs> she was, like, she was like, tailgating. <laughs> it's just like a half blue face. It's like someone you would see in a football stadium. Oh my god, that made me laugh so hard when that happened. When when you just see that her face is painted like that. There was another part that made me laugh once I realized what the twist was. Um, so it becomes obvious that they want to keep him alive so that they can burn him in this giant wicker statue that they made. But at one point, he finds like an underground river He's like cave a crypt thing underneath like, a crypt. One a. Uh, one of the other moments where it's like a video game where he just like has to go on this quest and swim through this underground river. And then somebody just like shuts this trap door <laughs> yeah. so he can't get out. Someone and wearing he, a beekeeper costume. He has to like string his arms up through this grate and like lock his arms so that he doesn't drown and then stay there all night. He's and I'm like, wait, night. so their plan is to keep make sure he stays alive for this festival. But then some assholes well, just like, oh. Like, I'm, I'm going to trap him in this underground cave for like 12 hours. Once the twist that is like they're, they're luring him here, then you also it all, you also have to think then, okay, they purposely like hid all these clues around the island. And like the whole conceit is they made this little murder or murder mystery for a little girl. Why go through all that? He spent like days finding little clues everywhere. <laughs> Why not just hit him with a club when he comes <laughs> off the ship? Like what the what the fuck? Yeah, they, they so they had to get like the um, attendance record and like purposefully yep, cross, cross the girl's name like, out and like, then put it somewhere where they like, know he'll look. This is gonna be great. We're gonna hide a sweater in an underground crypt. We're gonna bury a doll over here. And then we're all going to be shady when he asks us questions. Oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to set up this weekend of just tricking this guy into thinking there's a, there's a murder happening. So and then we're just going to burn him alive. It's like part of their entertainment, I think. I, I don't know because no one seemed to derive joy from it. And then that's when – so that – well, there and there's also a sequence – they set up earlier that he's allergic to bees and they there's a whole sequence where <laughs> he just runs into a bee field and like bumps into a, a hive and then starts rolling around like downhill. He runs deeper into the field. Yeah. Just turn around and go the just go way you came. Yeah. Like, <laughs> By the way, we figured out I just watched this movie this morning mm -hmm. and I watched it on Amazon Prime and we figured out there's two different versions of this movie. Yeah, we watched the PG version. They they cut away from the the torture <laughs> at the end which is insane what happens yeah it's like the most uh notorious part of the movie yeah like that's like the only thing i knew about the movie was that scene they put a bee helmet or like a mesh helmet over him and they fill it with bees and first yeah. they take a mallet to his kneecaps oh and they break his legs backwards yeah but for people listening i i bet you 90 percent of the people listening have seen the seen scene. the bee scene where he goes yeah. not the bees and they pour bees yeah, into yeah, his yeah, they helmet. put that helmet like a wicker helmet that on him wasn't in the movie we watched no they just edited so we, it out completely i don't know why it's not Maybe they felt it was gratuitous but like so they dump all these bees in there knowing he's allergic to him and he's and um it's i mean it's hilarious the acting choices that's why it's so funny because he's like ah not the bees what is well first he's like what is it hey hey what is that <laughs> what's going on what is that just overacting yeah the and then they put him in, oh not the bees and then he's and then he's going and then he goes they're in my eyes my eyes like he's still like talking <laughs> while thousands of bees are in there stinging him what is it what is it what is it what is it oh no not the bees 
Not the beast! Ah! Oh, no, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! <laughs> and the funniest part about it is there's a lot of CGI being used. Right. So it's one thing when someone's overacting with like practical effects because at least it looks real. But when it's just CGI and a guy going, ah, my eyes, it just, it looks so terrible. I, yeah. I feel like I'm watching like a sci-fi movie. Well, and then they give him an EpiPen because he's allergic because they don't want him to die from the bee stings because they're about to burn him to death. But I, I don't think a bee sting can bail you out of like 70 stings if you're allergic you to your face EpiPen and throat. Bail you out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, yeah, sorry. I don't think an EpiPen would save you from all those bees stinging your throat. And then, then, because then the next scene, he just has like three lumps on his face. My favorite part about this, though, was uh, they still edited in like um, like the dialogue from the torture scene. Yeah. But we didn't get to see no, it. No, it makes no sense. So there's a scene where they're all carrying him in like a gunny sack, and you just hear <laughs> crunching noises <laughs> like, and him going, Ah, my legs! It's like, Oh, the bees! And crunch like, my legs! Crunch! Oh, my legs! And then, like, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, no! And this is all like, what you're seeing is them just kind of calmly just walking. walking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just, obvious that it's, it's dubbed in. Yeah. I, I, I had to look it up because I was like, there's something wrong well, here. Yeah. It's right. And stuff. I love uh, when they're, when they're, they've kind of like swarmed him and they're, they're going to, they're mobbing him. He's just like, bitches, you bitches. He just keeps <laughs> screaming bitches. You bitches. You bitches. This is murder. Murder. You'll all be guilty. What was the part that I said that uh, it was his what's in the box moment? Oh, I want to play that clip. It's uh, it's where he finds a doll. I think it's supposed to be the doll from the beginning of the movie, like buried and it's been, it's been burned. And he's just like shaking his ex-fiance, just going like, how to get burned, how to get burned, how to get burned. She's like, I don't know. And he's like, how? <laughs> Here, let's play. I'll, let's, I'll play the clip. I'll play okay. the clip so you guys can get a taste of it. How to get burned. How to get burned? I, How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Uh, it's like he's trying to scare everybody into telling him that, like, he's like they're gonna, he's gonna shake the truth out of them. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I, you think at some point he would take a different approach? It's not working, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yelling yeah. at people until they are like emotionally crippled. Well, like. At one point, like I said, his plan is just to run into every home. He just runs into the first home he sees, and then the, the woman's just like, hey, do you have permission to be here? He's like, I don't need any goddamn permission. You have my permission to stay the fuck out of the way. And he just oh, busts into someone's house. There was a part of, in that scene where I laughed because, um, yeah, so he he barges, <laughs> barges into this lady's house. <laughs> the lady is, like, dressing her daughter up for the festival. Yeah. And, and they're caught off guard completely. Like, they didn't expect him to, to do <laughs> no. that. And then he opens the closet, yeah. and this little girl jumps out and scares him. I love that. And then they all laugh. And I'm like, so what? She was just in there waiting in case someone happened to come in the right. house. And like, the only person that that would scare would be him. So there was just like, at one point, let's just put the little girl in the closet just in case he comes to our house. <laughs> so, I God, I can't get over the fact that it's a video game. Well, it's like things some... are just built around whatever he's doing. There's no like... Well, there's, and I don't, I don't really understand like what did they get why why what did they get out of this when like putting him through all this <laughs> i keep thinking that it's like they're such dicks to him sometimes and like it's just like unnecessary torment yeah. and then they, and then they're still what's funny is the people are acting annoyed but they're the <laughs> yeah. ones doing it yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're like really... annoyed that he's acting insane but they're the ones driving him insane yeah. and it's like they're all really mad at him for for uh like you know the questions he's asking and they're the ones that set this up yeah so they're like <laughs> they're and it doesn't seem like they're acting annoyed either they're like they actually seem to be annoyed because he's like fighting them and stuff oh god and then so they burn him alive in the wicker man and he's just yelling the whole time. Oh, I know. He's, he's doing. Ah, <laughs> ah, birds! Yeah, the fire is yeah, on my skin. Well, it's just like see, that's like, why. That's why I love like in that torture scene. He's like narrating everything that's happening <laughs> yeah. to him. Because like when they're putting, like he, at that point, you would just be screaming in pain. Yeah. He wouldn't like when he's like not the bees. Oh, the bees are getting in my eyes. They're in my <laughs> oh, eyes now. No, you have broken my legs. Yeah. <laughs> my legs are broken now. He's just like yelling. Oh, oh no! The fire is getting closer to me. Once it reaches my skin, I. 
I will cease to exist. I love to when they're going to bash his legs and he's just like, this is murder and you'll all be responsible. I think they know that. Yeah. They're a little past the part of like them caring that they're murdering you. Oh, God. Oh, God. I love it. And then so then it cuts to six months later and just James Franco pops up. Yeah. It surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, me too. I had no idea he was in this. And Jason Ritter. And then the the conceit there is that two girls from the island are there. So it's like, oh, the, the whole Well, they're in a bar. Like, yeah, they're, they're in a bar. And they're, two they're, guys like, in yeah. a bar, yeah. And it's like the whole process is going to restart. Except that scene goes on for like a long time. Yeah. It's like a whole long scene. They have a conversation in this bar. One of the girls is his ex-fiance. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... She's probably getting a little old if she's doing this. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, wow, years. she's like 40. She's going and picking up like uh, college guys right, yeah. at the bar. And like you could have just shown the guy in the bar and then them walk in and we would have understood that that is going to happen. They didn't need this whole scene where they're asking. There's like a, a conversation that takes place. For yeah, five the, the two. It's so dumbed down. Once again, the two guys are like, wow. Real slim pickings tonight, huh? And then these two attractive girls walk by and they're like, well, there you go. And yeah. then they walk over and talk to them. And then these girls literally just go, where are you going after this? And James Franco's like, I'm going to my apartment. And she's like, will you take me with you? Yeah. And then it just, That's it's like ending. a 10 second scene of him like smiling with like the sound of bees in the background. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny <laughs> is like that scene could have been like in an actual romantic comedy. Yeah. Like, will you take me with you? And it, like, it would be a happy scene where he's smiling like, Oh, I finally found somebody. But the it, it, it plays the exact same here. Yeah, yeah. I think it plays Nick Cage screaming in the background, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like we, the fire? we didn't have enough of that before. Oh, God. So it's a shot of James Franco smiling and you just hear bees and ah! the, fire! <laughs> the bees. Oh my God, dude. Nick Cage in this movie is just, uh, that's the reason that this has the cult status. It does. I would say is probably because of the dialogue and then Nick Cage's, uh, like the, his acting choices right if this was somebody besides nick cage it would have just been like a run-of-the-mill mystery thriller remake that that like didn't do very well yeah it wouldn't be like notoriously bad right so he's really like elevating this to that bad it's good status and because because like for a long portion of the movie i mean it's so i've never seen a movie that's just like one single plot thread that doesn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. It's literally every single scene is him just asking people about this. There's no B plots. There's no really even other characters. He just keeps wandering in like you do in a video game to, mm. to all these town inhabitants one they're, by one. They're just these neutral characters and they're always just standing like in a field watching, mm. just looking off into the distance. Like just waiting for him to like approach them. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like their only reason for existing is just, for him to ask that and then that's, that's a, there was another part that once again uh was very reminiscent of like a video game where the these two characters are talking about how the pilot was killed and the one character walks up to the other and she's like did you take care of that thing down by the harbor that i asked you to do and she's like yes it has been taken care of and he's like sneaking around overhearing the conversation then they right. like look at him and then they just turn and walk the other way and i'm like Dude, it's literally like a stealthy mission in a video game where you like overhear two characters talking exactly. and then you have to go like finish the objective because you know where to go now. God, it's so it's still so funny to me that the police are going to be alerted to his, to his disappearance on this specific island. At one point, his friend who's a cop calls him. Yeah, what the Cuz he like doesn't really get service and at one point his phone rings. And then he's just like, help me. Yeah. No details. Not trying to be like, I'm on yeah. the island. They're going to do this. He's just like, Pete, help me. You got to help me, man. Uh, I wonder why he's like, he probably couldn't make detective. That's why he's a motorcycle cop because he sucks at this. He's, yeah. not, he's not investigating anything. And we were talking about this off mic. I think that, I think this applies to a lot of, especially more like modern Nick Cage movies. Is There was a run in the 90s where he was considered to be like a, be a decent actor like yeah. i think we we don't know this for sure maybe we should fact check this but maybe he won an oscar yes he so he won an oscar for leaving las vegas okay. um i haven't seen that but he was he was nominated for an oscar for uh adaptation which i have seen and i think is really well done and he's mm -hmm. really good in that movie um so i don't know i don't know if he just works in small doses or his brand of 
insanity somehow sometimes is what that movie needs oh i see what you mean if anything it's almost like poor casting on the like uh, from from the producers or something i don't know yeah and he seems to like if you we can this is kind of a springboard into talking about nick cage in general because like i said he's kind of like this godfather of bad movies but he seems to be very invested in all these roles and like really like fleshing out backstories for himself like if you listen to interviews with him, he's so involved. And then the end product is so crazy. It's just like, I mean, he's <laughs> acting like in a lot of these that he has been stabbed with an EpiPen of like adrenaline. And that's that's why he's so manic. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, my God. But yeah, the last like the third act of the movie where he's just running, barging in, punching, <laughs> screaming for the for the whole time. Because once you learn the twist, every single thing you've seen gets called into question for why it was set up the way it was. Yeah, it like it's like they put themselves in danger on purpose. They invited a cop who brought a gun to the island, yeah. and then they were just pissing him off the whole time. Like, why? <laughs> why do all of that? You, just, you were just running the risk of being shot or something in the process of all him. of this. They were just yeah. fucking with him for 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 like three or four days. Like like you said, they just locked him in a crypt. Yeah, he water. could have died easily. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he almost drowned to death. What, what would have yeah. happened if he would have died? They would have been like, oh, well, we really fucked this up. <laughs> right. We planned this for like 20 years, <laughs> and now we just shit. fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Why run that risk? <laughs> just put him in the fucking thing and burn him like when he gets off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I can't believe it. Oh, the, the 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 movie wants you to to look at this and be like, look how elaborately planned this was. But it's just like silly. Oh, oh my god, I love it. it I mean, it, the, the movie's almost worth it alone just for the Nick Cage manic moments. Like, you should go, you should seek out like a best of on YouTube because they're just they're awesome to watch when he's just shaking women and punching them in the face. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Oh, but you're interesting. Your read is interesting of this as like a toxic masculinity. Because if that's, I mean, there's, I'm telling you right now, there's no way you're giving this guy way too much credit if you think that was purposeful. I don't. I think, don't think you do, right? Yeah. No, I don't think that they meant it that way. I think now through the lens of 2020, it's just very yeah. easy to see that. And that, if it had been meant that, that's an interesting idea because he does like get what's coming to him in that regard as mm-hmm. this guy who's like come into this community and, and just like taking charge yeah and demanding yeah. everything and, and, and using violence and, and all that kind of stuff except again in retrospect they're the ones that are purposefully making him aggravated. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me i still love the idea that they've planted all these secret clues around the island <laughs> Oh man! I, I also don't know how they. So this wicker man statue is like a hundred feet tall. How did they hide that from I don't him? Know. He. It seems like by the end of the movie, he's been there for what three days, at he, least. He has, uh, I think, been to every square foot of this island, and he somehow didn't see this like hundred foot statue that get, they were yeah, building. Yeah, and he even at one point is like helping people with lumber. That's clearly probably going to be used for that. Yeah. He doesn't seem to question anything about like the existence of this island or its place in the world. Like, are they exporting honey? Uh, what is their economy? Well, that's why I was saying it's like bad police work because <laughs> yeah. his only angle is to just like shake the the answer yeah. that he wants out of people, that. and just, he's not paying attention to anything going on around him. He doesn't like ask a district attorney or something like, "Hey, what's the deal with this island?" Like, they're still subject to you know the American laws just because they're off the coast of Washington. They're not a sovereign nation. Like, if he would have just been pleasant and gotten to know people better, he he might have been able to like figure something out. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it was just the worst approach. All right, ever all right. Is what Here, he took. Here's here's all the mistakes he made. First. He's not a detective. Right. <laughs> All right. So first, he needs to go get promoted to be a detective. Second, he needs to uh, find a placement in Washington. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, the legal ramifications for him would right, be like, pretty severe. He's just out of his jurisdiction. No, he's yeah. like pulling guns on people and beating people up. No, and- like, even, like, like, that's what I don't get about his plan. Because what's his plan? If he solves this, nobody can go to jail because he did everything illegally. <laughs> right. <laughs> and... um they they kind of act like 
it's untraceable some for some reason, but it's not because like the cop that he works with is a member of this island. She has like a full profile on her. She works a job in California. His fiance existed for like what we can assume is at least a decade in the real world. Like there's paperwork tracing exactly everything back to these people. It's not like because they're 80 miles off the coast of Washington that they just don't exist God, like they then, think yeah, they do. His friend Pete knows everything about the details. His ex-fiance wrote him. Here, here's his ex-fiance's name. She's from this island. Yeah. <laughs> and now my friend's dead. What do you, what do you think happened? <laughs> what do they think they're going to... How, how are they going to defend themselves against a police force coming to their <laughs> island to make them answer for this? <laughs> yeah. I love the idea that the movie wants you to think like, wow, they're so sneaky. They got away with it. And in 10 years, I guess they're going to do the same thing to James Franco. I, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't, you never get a peek behind the curtain at all. And they, and then they, they, there's so many dumb thing like he, but what, and he, when he's running around in the mansion, he just sees a lady sitting in a bed with like a, a beard of bees. Yeah. That was stupid. That, was that looked bad even it was like looked bad terrible cgi what was she doing again we get we return to the idea of this elaborate staging they're like all right we're gonna get this guy in the bed with the bee stings all right and then you go in this room and you put bees on your face and we'll just kind of <laughs> wait for him to run around in here yeah they were just waiting it, it, it's like they set up a haunted house for him to go through <laughs> just so, for what for nothing yeah. just to like anger him more yeah. and potentially <laughs> shoot people with the gun he brought like yeah. it's just dangerous for everybody right. involved for the no the movie, reason like when they're mobbing him, he doesn't have any bullets. I don't. When did they have time to get to his gun? He checked oh. it at one point and it had bullets. I laughed at that too because then he pulls the trigger and it clicks. There's no ammo in it. And then he looks over at his ex or fiance and she just like pours the bullets out of her hand. And yeah. I, I'm laughing at the idea that she was just carrying around like and she, handfuls yeah. of bullets to reveal at one point that she <laughs> took them out of that, the gun. That whole march up there while she's getting ready for the day. I can't forget the bullets so that when he pulls out his gun, I can I can dump the bullets out. And he was talking to her like five minutes beforehand. Yeah. So you think he would have been like, hey, what's that in your hand? I don't know when he 12 was... 12 bullets? <laughs> not like It's not like an easy thing to just like carry around in your hand and not <laughs> and he checked spill. He was unconscious for one point. Afterwards, he checked his gun and it had bullets. So I don't know when they had time to get it, to get his gun away right. from him. Anyway, this movie underperformed at the box office. It didn't make its money back, so it was considered a flop. And I think right away it was like, uh, you know, kind of notoriously bad and un unintentionally funny for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then one of the weirdest things that I found when I was just kind of reading about some things is is Nick Cage. Uh, dedicated this movie to johnny ramone <laughs> of the ramones what why <laughs> like like in memoriam he just like passed away around that time maybe. i don't know is i that... don't know when he i don't know when he passed huh. away but it's just like this is the movie that's his love letter to the ramones and johnny ramone oh. so God, weird that's so weird is there right. uh, any other deep digging you did on this is, no is not there any too much weird easter eggs or anything no, I mean, I, I still I couldn't figure out why they cut the violence um, and yeah. and it, why, like just on the standard version you would rent because we watched this on Amazon. Right. Would you recommend this movie to somebody? Nah, not really. Okay, I feel like either. if you really wanted to have a good laugh at a Nick Cage movie, I would watch Con Air or something. And I, I the thing about like a movie like Con Air is it's so much more fun. Because every scene is just like over the top explosions and like corny action. Mm. Wicker Man's just boring. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. Like it's it. uh, the th the third act is great for for that for those kind of fun, crazy insanity moments. So I would recommend a compilation maybe of it. Yeah, just go watch it. On, go watch the scenes you find on YouTube. Yeah, that's pretty much all you need. Definitely, like this has its place in the canon of bad Nick Cage things. Like if if there's a if someone put together a reel of all like crazy moments, that a bunch of them would come from this. So that's I think where it comes from. But like on its whole, like it doesn't necessarily fail at being a movie. It's at least edited fine. It looks nice. Like I, I would yeah. want to go to the island that 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 they're on. <laughs> the sets are all nice, but then uh, this, it's just the the dialogue. I think this is this is just a cut and dry, uh, case of like a just a terrible script. Yeah, it just god awful script that's like went through Google Translate. You know, I I feel like it's worth mentioning that I've seen two movies that are almost the same plot 
we talked about this earlier midsummer isn't mm-hmm. isn't quite the same plot but it's mm-hmm. it's very similar no, in the sense that there's a lot that, of beats that are the same right and um i don't i'm not going to dig into it but if you've seen it and you've seen wicker man you'll know what i'm talking yeah, about otherwise check it out for yourself he, but the, midsummer is what this guy tried to make wicker man be yeah. which is like a thought provoking um character study of like maybe somebody losing their mind a little bit and then falling victim to some sort of like ideology um and that's kind of twisted and controlling and all, and all that and you know violent but the the problem here is that there are no characters in this movie in wicker man you know what i mean he's mm-hmm. not a character we don't know anything about him yeah he, he's just a cop that's all it is. Like we don't know. We don't even know about his relationship with the ex-fiance. Just that they were like, what did they like about? It? What was their life like? Did they? How close were they to actually getting married? We don't know anything about his friends. And then nobody on the island really has characters. They're all just twins. Everything's just so shallow. I know we keep saying this, but it's just video game background characters. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's, it has its place in that you know mythos of uh of bad movies because of the weight that i think nick cage carries mm-hmm. so i'm glad we did it i'm glad we took the time to look at his <laughs> i don't know his odd choices I, I i really don't know what's going through the guy's head when when he's narrating the violence that's happening to him or you know yelling relentlessly at people asking weird questions Anyway, um, I feel like I should say if you're looking for a, a well done version of this story, you could watch Apostle on uh, Netflix. Oh, I haven't. It's seen basically that. the same plot line. It takes place like a hundred years ago. The guy goes to an island and uh, infiltrates a cult, searching for his sister. And then he, it's kind of the same thing. I don't want to really give the whole yeah, thing away, I, but I, it, I think I saw like a trailer for it. It's pretty creepy. Point. Okay. It's like a, a pretty well done horror movie yeah. version of Wicker Man. Also, check out Midsummer. That's yeah. a terrifying movie um, in all the ways that this one wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Thank you for listening to this episode. What do we got on the docket? We, I know we have a few things planned. We want to, uh, well, we're for sure going to hit up a Christmas movie. Yeah. We're going into December 2020. There's, I think, we have a, we have a good pool to choose from, from, mm-hmm. some, uh, from some fun, bad Christmas stuff. And, of course, we really want to get to the Neil Breen movies. And I, just do a quick Google search on Neil Breen, and you'll kind of get illuminated as to why we want to do that. Yeah. It, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I almost want our listeners to just watch, like, a trailer yeah, yeah, before yeah. we even... Yep, I would go into YouTube and type in Neil Breen, um, and you know, I think one of them's Twisted Fate, oh, Twist- Fateful Fateful Findings. There's Twisted Pair, Fateful Findings, Fateful one. Findings. Yeah, uh, but they're like, uh, they're, they're like these low budget. This guy who is a realtor decided to make movies, and it's uh, it's pretty goddamn glorious. Yeah. All right. Hey, you know what? I'll, you know, guess what? You should also do too. You should. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, just give a little give a little five star. Why not? A little five star. You could subscribe if you want. Doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we gave it to you for free. Right. We did. You know. You, I think you had some sort of fun doing this. And don't give us like a two star. I mean, <laughs> like if you didn't like, well, you know what? If you didn't like it, give it a one star or a five star. If you did, I don't want to see any of this three star shit. Yeah. I don't want anybody on the fence. That's almost worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a Facebook page, uh, Thirst for the Worst. You can go check that out. Uh, I put out like little clips of the podcasts and uh, obviously link them there when they're released. All right, folks. Why don't you, uh, why don't you take it easy? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. All right. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs>